Are you ready for phenomenal thought leadership from the most well-respected leaders in industry? Join us for stellar conversations and sound advice from trailblazers who have a passion for excellence. Learn best practices that will catapult the culture of your company into a new level of greatness. Welcome to Great Companies, Great Leaders. Your host is Christine Gannon. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Great Companies, Great Leaders. I am super honored today to host my second time guest. She's back for another interview, which is fantastic, Kathy Hancock. And Kathy is a business and law firm consultant. She focuses on strategy, problem solving, leadership training and development, and coaching. She's the former COO of a large regional law firm, a role that she filled for 19 years, and she's now a consultant with Vertex Advisors Group. She is the founding member of Veterans Community Connections, which is an amazing national nonprofit focused on helping veterans and their families. And and she is also a board member of First Place, which is a nonprofit fostering independence and improved life quality for adults with autism, Asperger's, and Down syndrome. The former chair and board member of several civic and charitable organizations, she was named one of the 50 most influential women in Arizona in 2013. Kathy has authored numerous articles on law firm management. And what we're getting ready to talk about today is she's nearing completion of a book on law firm management and leadership through times of tumult. So, Kathy, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. So the title of your new book and the content of your new book is around helping lawyers, true? Helping lawyers and... Helping law firm leaders. Law firm leaders. Uh, I When I thought about the book, I was oriented towards what would help folks like me. When I started in that role, now 20 years ago, there were lots of specialty uh, books, articles, training on how-tos, but there was nothing available that said, look, here's the way a law firm really works, and here are the things to watch out for, here are the opportunities. So it's the straight scoop, but I'd like to think it's also... Uh, done with a lot of grace and hopefully a very positive orientation to be helpful for people. And you are the expert in this. So I love, I love that you've taken all your knowledge and expertise and wisdom around your career in law firms and, and are sharing it. I think it's so important. And I honestly, I can't wait for it to get published. So one of the chapters in your book is called the next chapter. So let's talk a little bit about that. I think that's an awesome segment, segue into our conversation today. So how do you know, well, first of all, what is the next chapter and how do you know when it's time to start planning for it? Well, uh, the first thing is that this is a subject near and dear to me because I lived it. I lived it not all that long ago. And uh, I gave the firm two years notice because I felt that being intentional about the plan was really important. And I was fortunate to be in an organization that has a great deal of class and was absolutely on board with the whole planning exercise. And it gave them a chance to define what was going to follow because I'd been in that role for almost 20 years, 19 years. 
But I think in talking with a lot of people who have been through it or who are on the verge of defining what they're going to do next, some things stood out for me, which is like anything worthwhile in life, it takes planning and thinking in terms of career, most of us started working when we were teenagers. Right. Very true. And, and so here you are 40 years, in some cases, 50 years later, and it's a deer in the headlights. All of a sudden you have this big blank page and it stands to reason that it's not necessarily easy or simple. It can be immensely fun though. And the important thing is that you give yourself, when you start developing and being aware, I think that is huge, is really tune up your spidey sense, if you will, in sure. terms of what's going on around you. And pick the time where it's going to work best for you and the organization you're part of to exit and transition to something else. So it's a good experience for everybody. My triggers were things, because I had said to folks, well, you know, I can easily see myself working till I was 70. But as time went by, I thought, you know, I don't think, I think that's too long. And I realized that things were getting under my skin. I was getting irritated and trying mightily not to show it. Right. Uh, <laughs> but they were, it, things were bugging me that five years before that didn't. didn't. Um, I joke with a friend of mine who is writing a book on a totally different subject, but he said, well, how did you know? And I said, because I felt like I was losing part of my sense of humor. And humor for me has always been a big piece of the way I operate it. So I think the questions that I would pose are uh, how do you, what is your vision for what's going to float your boat? What's going to put oxygen in the room? Right. And if you are approaching a place where you feel like there's less oxygen and the day-to-day -day is feeling more stressful rather than less. It's really important to say, okay, I owe myself at this point the opportunity to define what comes next. Don't wait for it to happen to me. Right. So smart. So do I need a plan? I mean, you mentioned this. You said some people think they're going to work till those they're 70. Um, personally, I think I'm probably never going to retire, but do I still need a plan? And that is uh, a great question. And I think the word retire carries with it all these uh, images that movies yes. TV carries with it, you know, kicking back on the recliner and watching reruns, which, right. you know, oh, shoot me now if shoot that's my option. Me. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> and so let's, let's dispense with the word retire. But I think the, to be blunt with folks, and I say this in the book, it's easy to assume, and it's human nature, 
that things are going to continue as they are. That's, that's you know, I'm not, I'm healthy, I'm doing a good job, so I can keep doing this as long as I want. And in fact, you have people who own businesses who assume that they're going to keep doing it as long as they want. Now, nobody would argue that Warren Buffett hanging around Berkshire was a bad idea. Right. There are anomalies. Yes. And he he would be one. Yes. Having said that, though, I think it is not reasonable, nor is it logical to think that it's things are going to stay the same because they sure. never do. They never do. And whether you intend to make a transition when you're 65, 60, 70, 80, or 55 for that matter, you always want to have, I mean, there was a book a long time ago that what color is your parachute? Yes, yes. You always want to have a backup plan, one. But making a big transition like this one does require a plan. And you owe it to yourself to take the time, like a great research paper. Don't hand it in with kind of a half effort because this is the this is the last big section of your life. So it merits some real thought. It does. And by that, I don't mean that you or I go off, you know, in the living room, pull the drapes and sit there with a cup of coffee and just figure it out. That's yeah. not going to work. But like any research project, you go talk to people who've done it. If you're thinking about moving, go there. Go there in the off season. I know a lot of folks who have moved and then they got there and the year round experience was something that after all, wasn't quite what they wanted. So it is, if it's a location change, if it's a house change or a home change, you think you want to go live in a, I had a friend who moved to a retirement community, hated it. Like, and I, when they did it, I thought, wow. But they sold the house a year later, moved back into town. And I think it's a, it's a very expensive example of test drive. Take the time yes. to test drive locations and talk to people who have been through it. And if you're thinking that you're going to go get an advanced degree, go find out what that's really like now, because it's very different than when maybe you got your other degrees. College has changed. <laughs> yes, quite a bit. The world has changed. The world has changed. And I have a friend who had a vision for going back and teaching at law school. Well, all of it's been online virtually the last two years. But an online experience is very much a part of school these days. And so is that really... But you know, if you're looking for the picture that this person had of this mentoring relationship, it was different. And the orientation of the students was different. And so that goes back to that test drive. This is a big step. So use all those skills you've developed to explore 
mm-hmm. before you make any decisions. And frequently where you end up is different than where you think you're going to end up, in my experience. So many nuggets in what you just said, so important. And one of the pieces that I want to go back to, because I feel like oftentimes they, we, we tell people plan, but we don't give them the steps and you are giving people the steps. I know, you know, a few years back, my family, we were considering moving to a different part of the country. And I had visited this place many times and loved it and thought this would be fantastic. So we decided to live there for a month in the summertime just to see how would this work for our family? And you know what? It didn't. It really didn't. And I look back on that often thinking this would have been such a bad decision for our family had we not taken the time to do exactly what you just said. So I want to go back to that because I think it's important because it isn't sitting in your living room, closing the drapes and just trying to figure it all out. It is, it's an active process. And so especially what if I don't know what I want to go do? How do I figure that out? So talking to other people, doing some research, what, what really helped you, Kathy, in terms of you defining that? Well, I joked uh, with my husband at one point that I could live almost any place as long as there was a Target and a Starbucks. (laughs) (laughs) Do we need anything else? (laughs) I discovered that my list was a little bit longer than that. (laughs) Um, the, the, The big thing in terms of the plan is choosing people make make careful choices about the people you talk to great advice because you're not looking for easy answers you're looking for substantive answers and uh, you're not looking for judgments you're looking for how did this work for you and what did you do yeah. I had very early on um, lunch with a friend of mine who has a PR firm. And he said, oh, I think you really ought to write a book. And I dismissed it out of hand. I said, oh, no, no, nah, you know. And of course, what did I find myself doing a year later? Writing a book. And so that nugget, though, was something... I recall later and I thought, well, why wouldn't I do this? Another friend said, when you are writing, you will find your voice. Mm. And so don't worry about it at the beginning, just start. And that was immensely helpful. And so target people who are in the sectors that interest you. And a lot of my peers were interested, have been interested in going back and getting advanced degrees because of the intellectual pursuit. They had a picture of travel, which has been put on hold. Right. Pick people in the areas of interest and talk to them about how it worked for them and how they got there. And I, at one point, thought one of the things I could be doing in a volunteer capacity, in addition to working with nonprofits, is serve as a tutor for Mm -hmm. high school kids who are struggling. 
So long before I retired, I called the school district and encountered immediately all the red tape and process and I'll call you back and then nobody would call me back. And I thought, okay, this is information. Right, right. One of the, one of the things that appeals to folks and rightfully so is this is an opportunity to pursue your passions in a civic or community sense. And volunteering is one thing. What does that mean to you? Does it mean serving on a board or does it mean you're going to serve on the front lines of something? Great. Another question. lesson learned for me was in this process, uh, one of the organizations I was on the board of was having this big expo thing. And I thought, I'm just going to go down there and get the feel for what it's like on the front lines to see if this is the kind of thing you want to do or do you want to find another role? And I immediately, I got there, nothing was organized and it was just driving me absolutely crazy. So what did I do? I started organizing it. I started organizing the check-in and then I thought, wait a minute. There are people here who rightly or wrongly have an idea of how they're gonna do this. It may not be the right way. It may not even be an effective way. Right. So it's not gonna be the way. And I thought this, that was a really helpful learning experience to figure out, you know what, whatever I do, I don't wanna be in the position of having somebody give me a lot of orders and then me sitting there saying, oh man, this is not going to work. Right. Because I'd been in a position where I was making the decisions. So it's, it's experience, expose yourself to those experience, experiences like you did living there a month is a perfect example. Expose yourself to those experiences in those industries or pursuits and see if it's what you think it is. And you might, the shoe fits. Right. You might have a different, which we often do. We have a different expectation of how things will be. And that really isn't how it is. Right, <laughs> so right. especially, especially in a pandemic, right? I mean, it might have been closer pre-pandemic, but now you mentioned going back to school or becoming a teacher. Those two those two pathways have changed so dramatically with COVID. So no, I think that's great advice. Why, why do you think an ending is so scary for people? So an ending to a career and why do you think it's so scary? The unknown of the next chapter. I was thinking of a, a, a former law firm leader I interviewed for my book. Great big firm. And his comment was, yeah, it was, it, he admitted it was scary. And I think that um, for folks who have done essentially lawyers, engineers, architects, licensed professionals, a lot of them, I mean, there is a continuity throughout their career. I've had several careers, which was a help to me because I've made those shifts. A lot of folks have not though. You know, they're CPAs, they're engineers, they've been that in that lane their entire career since they got out of school. 
And it's like making a decision to get off the freeway and go have lunch at a restaurant you know nothing about. It's like, right? Oh, but if we, <laughs> if we wait another hundred miles, I know there's this little great restaurant there. And and but then you never find those little great gems, right? Right. So part of it is giving yourself time. If you had that luxury, sometimes you don't. Sometimes circumstances don't give you the luxury of time. But take the time to contemplate what needs to go back into the plan. Now, he started a venture capital fund, and it's, it's VC funding for community building projects, which mm -hmm. is near and dear to his heart. And this is a guy with international connections at all levels of government and business. But it took time and it took some real thought and exploration and consulting with friends and confidants who you trust to give you good advice. Sure. Why is it so hard? Change is not something, particularly in this era where a lot of change has been foisted on a lot, all of us, whether we wanted it or not. Right. And I think where people are now is very different than they were where they were 24 months ago. You know, we're, we've all been sandpapered a bit by what's going right. on. And so all the more reason to give yourself plenty of room. Yes. To contemplate the opportunities here. And this is a chance to define what's going to reward you and frankly amount to something i mean the this is an unparalleled opportunity to build help other folks if that's your passion or help your family or whatever your lane is but give yourself an opportunity to explore so you get that information and the more information you have the less scary it is the better you can make a decision with more information, right? Mm -hmm. Something that you mentioned also I wanted to go back to is that give yourself some grace to fail. You may, mm -hmm. you may pivot and decide, well, this isn't the next chapter I really wanted. So mm -hmm. I got to go back and do a little more research, but give yourself some grace. I think oftentimes we get in this mindset of, well, I figured it out and I have to stay here. No, you really don't. You really yeah. can pivot again. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that um, you just said, give yourself some grace. This is this is not a competition at this point. Right. So the last thing you want to do is compete with yourself. <laughs> right. uh, this is an opportunity to create something that's going to work for you and your family and give you the space to do some things that maybe you never did. One of the cautions is that just because you enjoy something as a hobby doesn't make it a chapter. And I, I have friends who said, oh great, I, you know, I get to go play golf every day. Uh, maybe twice a week, but to do it every day, probably not. Right. And so, uh, that goes back to this notion of what, 
what is it that gives you that feeling of contentment, satisfaction, like I've really done something? I have a very good friend, former COO of a, of a big international firm who decided he has a uh, older Corvette, older model Corvette, and he got interested in welding. He has now, two years later, taken all these welding courses. And I joke that he was now a master welder. He's doing projects <laughs> for friends, family, colleagues. And it's really more artistry. It's a creative exercise. It's also a physical exercise. So it's the, you know, if you have always wanted to restore a car, maybe that's what you get into. Right, right. And part of it, I think, Christine, is that there are so many options, it gets scary. Yes. If you like riding motorcycles, you can't do that 24-7. Right, right. Uh, so maybe you're, you're teaching some safety classes. Maybe you're doing a variety of things related to that. No, I love it. So some of the nuggets I'm pulling out, which there are a million in this podcast, I can't wait for people to hear it. And I'm thinking about... I know that you wrote this for lawyers and, and thinking about how lawyers transition into their next chapter, because this is so near and dear to you, but I'm thinking about veterans. I'm thinking about other populations where they've been in an environment and that's all they potentially know. And, and you said it, there's so many options. It's almost paralyzing because I don't know what to do first. So plan early, do your research, figure out and think about what things float your boat. You said it. Get out there and take action. Just start. Just mm -hmm. start moving. Anything else you'd leave with our audience today in terms of a key nugget that that they should do or think about as they as they make a transition? Well, you know, veterans are near and dear to my heart. The I think it's just start. Don't wait for the answers to come to you. This is your job. Your job is to take care of yourself so that you can do other things. And part of that taking care of yourself is saying, I, it's my responsibility and I'm going to start today. It's not going to be perfect, but I'm going to start. Um, and if it gets completely frustrating, then I would find a guide. I would make it my job to go find somebody to talk to, to help me prompt me along that road. Absolutely. Some of us process out loud, right? It's hard for us to process mm -hmm. only in our brains. So no, I think that's great advice. So when is the book available? Well, I'm hoping that it's going to be available in the first quarter. I've got my editor now, which I'm very excited about. And uh, so a year later, here we are. And uh, I am proof positive that uh, you just keep taking steps forward and it's that's part of the joy of all this is where it's going to take you you don't have to have it all defined today that's such a good point I might I might only see the first four steps it might lead me yeah. to something completely yeah. different yeah exactly exactly Kathy thank you so much for being on the show today, but also let's let's plan for you to come back once it's published. You might have some new insights and we could talk about this for hours. So thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. It was a pleasure. 
Brightworks Consulting hosts this podcast and YouTube channel to spotlight the leadership around the world that is changing lives. Brightworks offers a myriad of consulting services in the public and private sector to include diversity, equity, and inclusion solutions for any size company. You can find us at www.brightworksconsulting.com. We're honored to have Best Companies AZ as a presenting sponsor for this podcast. Best Companies AZ is your number one source for regional employer branding. You can find them at www.bestcompaniesaz.com.